What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Hit the Books. I am your co-host, Tyler Huffnagel. I am, as you can hear by myself this week, as we do not have Michael Mackey or our producer, Jesse Cox. They both could not make it this week. With that being said, still a lot of sport talk that I want to get into. A lot of NHL stuff going on. A lot of NFL free agency and trades um, that definitely we want to get into. Look ahead in the next season. Uh, we're going to take a look at these NBA standings as we get ahead uh, in the beginning of April and towards the beginning of the NBA playoffs. Um, and obviously, as we all know, March Madness is coming to an end as we have Final Four this weekend, the Final Four on Saturday, and obviously the National Championship game this coming Monday. So let's get right into it. We will start out with these NBA standings, take a look at who is in the play-in game, who is out right now. Right now in the inn on the west side, we got the Phoenix still sitting comfortably at the one seed with Memphis sitting behind them at the two right now. Phoenix 62 wins, Memphis 54, so they're kind of leading the pack right now. And then you have Dallas at the three seed with 48, so definitely some space between the one, two, and three in the west. Whereas you look over at the other side of the bracket in the east, uh, you have Miami at the one, Milwaukee at the two. Miami 49 wins, and Milwaukee with 47, so... Definitely a lot closer of a race in the East. Even as you look down to the three seed with Boston, uh, Boston actually has 47 wins as well, but has two more games played than being losses. Gets them the three seed behind Milwaukee. It's definitely going to be a really good NBA playoffs, as it always is. The NBA regular season just seems to get kind of watered down as you know as you move on into it, but as the games get more important and they get more dramatic as each game matters going into the end of the regular season. I definitely love the NBA, but I'm really excited for these playoffs. A lot going on. A couple picks that I have. I'm really liking what Milwaukee's doing. I think that they're a team that I could see uh, getting back to the finals, if not winning it. Um, That's just a team from the East, but the East is going to be an absolute gauntlet. Whoever gets in or whoever can make it, it's really going to be a close race. Obviously, as I said, with... Uh, how tight the standings are right now, who's going to get the home court advantage over what team. Definitely going to see a lot of change in the standings on the east side more than the west, but uh, let's look at some of these playing games. We'll look at the east, talking about the east right now. The 9 versus 10 game is going to be Charlotte and Atlanta if the playoffs ended right now. Charlotte, I think I like... Uh, that's a tough matchup. Two kind of like very average teams that I see losing in the first round or losing to either one of the teams in the 7-8 and eight game. The 7-8 game for the East being Cleveland and Brooklyn. So uh, I think Brooklyn's a team right now a lot of people do not want to run into. Getting Kyrie back with him you know, being allowed to fully play and him back on the court with the Brooklyn Nets. So I think Brooklyn is a team that a lot of people really don't want to run into. The winner of that game uh, could be going to Milwaukee as a 7 seed. So my, my one pick, Milwaukee, could be seen. Brooklyn in the first round could be a rematch of last year. Uh, Kevin Durant's toe in the line, obviously. We thought it was a three. It was a two. It sent it to overtime. Milwaukee wins that game in overtime, and obviously they win the NBA Finals last year against Brooklyn. We look at the the western side of the bracket. The Lakers sitting at the 10 spot. Right now, if it ended right now, they'd play the New Orleans Pelicans in the playing game. A lot going on with the Lakers right now. That star-studded lineup put together by LeBron, Westbrook, a lot going on with that team. 
a lot of high expectations going into this year. And obviously, as you see the odds slipping and slipping for them to make the playoffs, make the play-in game, and obviously their odds to win the NBA Finals at the beginning of the season, I think it was like plus 400, and it's like in the 4,000s, 5,000s now. So, But if LeBron gets in the playoffs, I wouldn't count him out. But that being said, I think the Lakers would get the win in this game over the New Orleans Pelicans. So, But... Uh, the other playing game is not too exciting either. Minnesota and the LA Clippers. So that's one I see. I see Minnesota as a nice little team. I like I like Carl Anthony Towns and I like D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards. They have a really nice squad up in Minnesota. So I can see that team making some noise and perhaps playing the Lakers in the uh, winner of those playing games. So I guess the winner would have to go to Memphis as a seven seed. So. We could have Lakers-Clippers in the playing game to get the 8th seed to go to Phoenix. So definitely a lot of movement going on in these NBA standings. We'll take a look at that each week in and week out as we look ahead. Now as we move on to the early parts of April and get through April, get closer to the NBA playoffs, this is definitely going to be something that we start to take a closer look at. Alrighty, and one other thing that we're going to get into is let's move right into the NHL standings. A lot of stuff going on in the NHL lately. Uh, now as the trade deadline has came and went, a lot of these teams, as we said, are gearing up for a deep playoff front. And with that being said, a lot of these standings are very tight in the East, uh, especially in the East, more the East than the West. But we'll take a look at the East right now. And leading in the Metropolitan Division, we have the Carolina Hurricanes, if they have been most of the season sitting right now with 96 points in second place we have the new york rangers mackey's new york rangers 93 points and then we have the pittsburgh penguins my pits me and jesse's penguins sitting right behind them in third place at 90 points in the atlantic division you got florida leading the way 96 points tampa bay 90 so starting to see some gap there between florida and tampa bay going to be interesting to see how that comes down the end of the see who can win that atlantic division and i know same amount of games played, definitely still enough games. The Tampa is a good enough team that they can go on a run, which Florida, I know, won tonight. So uh, Florida's been looking unstoppable all season, so it's going to be tough to stop them. And Toronto sitting in third place in that division, so out uh, with 89 points. Uh, in the wild card right now, we got Boston and, and Washington, so sitting right outside the Islanders and Columbus. Uh, I don't see too much movement on the outside of the wild card. I think Boston and Washington will be the teams that get in. But, you know, you look over to the west side, a lot of things, a lot of these powerhouse teams that some of these um, odds makers have as favorites to win the Cup. Um, Colorado, you talk about the Central Division, Colorado uh, with 100 points, the first team to get to 100 points this season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, that is correct. So um, Colorado, first team to 100 points, sitting right behind them is the Minnesota Wild who are losing currently to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second intermission, um, sitting right there with 86 points. So a lot of gap there in the Central Division, but uh, the Wild are sitting right there with the St. Louis Blues, who have 83 points. Um, you look down the Pacific Division, you have Calgary leading the way, who's kind of been a wagon all season, uh, sitting behind them. The LA Kings. Six points, 80, er, 82.6 points behind the LA, or six points behind the Calgary Flames. And then we have the Edmonton Oilers getting it, looking to get in the playoffs, make another push. But I see a lot of holes with this team with the goaltending, the depth and the defense. And, but 
sitting where they're sitting right now. They're in a playoff spot with 81 points, looking to pass L.A. As I said, only one point ahead of them in Calgary. is really only seven points ahead of Edmonton, but um, Edmonton has two more games played than Calgary. So sitting in the wild card in the West, we have Nashville and Vegas. I think Vegas is a team that's going to end up getting in. Um, Winnipeg is a team that I'm looking out as a, they could potentially go on a run here towards the end of the season and sneak in. But I'm definitely excited as we get towards the end of the season going into the NHL playoffs. Some of my favorite time of year is NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. Um, as we come to the end of March Madness, which is another one of my favorite sporting events. So it's a great time of year for sports. So definitely want to start to look at these standings as we go into the playoffs and see who's been trending good, who's trending bad. But a lot of these teams right now are doing hot. We haven't been doing too great with the picks, but just at this point, we're just kind of riding it. But got to do what we got to do. We'll be back. Um, but at, like I said, as we get in towards the end of this March Madness, that means it comes down to the Final Four. So let's take a look at what happened in these previous games, how they got there. Um, Villanova takes down Houston in the Elite Eight, 50-44, uh, to 44, low-scoring game. And then you have this. These were the Saturday games, and then you have obviously Duke defeating Arkansas, seventy-eight to sixty-nine, to advance to the other side of the brackets, Final Four. And then the first game on Sunday, we had the Kansas Jayhawks starting out slow against the Miami Hurricanes, and then the dominant second half ended up winning them the game big, winning by twenty-six. They ended up winning the game seventy-six to fifty. Outscoring the Hurricanes in the second half, 47-15. to 15. Just an absolute dominant run by the Kansas Jayhawks in the second half. And obviously the last game on Sunday, as we all know, the Cinderella story of the March Madness tournament has come to an end. RIP the St. Peter's Peacocks. But they, they got... You know, they got matched up against a really good team in North Carolina who's an 8 seed who... That number really doesn't show how good this team is because they are not an eight seed playing in this Final Four, being a very blue blood Final Four with the four schools I just named being Kansas versus Villanova and Duke versus North Carolina. I mean, this is one of the best Final Fours I've ever seen in my life, so I'm so excited for Duke and North Carolina to match up. I can't believe that's never happened before, but as we look ahead, we'll start to look at some of the odds for these games. The first game is going to be on Saturday at 6 o'clock. We're going to have Villanova, the two seed, versus Kansas, a one seed. Kansas is a four-and-a-half point favorite and a minus 200 money line. Villanova being a plus 164 money line in the over-under set at 133. Coming into this game, that uh, McCormick guy on Kansas, he, he's he's been scary the past couple games for Kansas. He's been really dominant. And tough to bet against is, and as we know, Villanova getting that key injury to the guy in their starting lineup. Can't think of his name right now, but um, I think a lot of the signs are pointing towards Kansas. But uh, it's just a four and a half point spread in the final four, I feel like, is a lot of points. But I do like Kansas in this game. If I were to make a pick here, I would try to get Kansas down to maybe minus, minus three and a half, maybe minus three if you have to. But the, the one play I do like is in the Duke and North Carolina game. I, I like the under 151 in that, or just sitting at 151. I'm going to go ahead and read the odds for that game. Obviously, the second game at 8.50 p.m. on Saturday, we have Duke and North Carolina. North Carolina being an 8 seed, Duke a 2 seed. 
Duke is the four-point favorite in this one. It's sitting at minus 110, a minus 196 money line. North Carolina sitting at plus 162. And the over-under, as I said, is sitting at 151. The play that I like in this one is the under 151. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. I think you're going to really see what the Duke and North Carolina rivalry means. You're going to see a lot of old-school basketball in this game. I'm really excited for this game. and I think... I don't know who I think is going to win. Obviously, I think it's fixed for Duke at this point. But if I was in a better team, I like that North Carolina plus four. I really do. I think Duke might win, but I don't think they cover four. So um, take that for what it's worth. Kansas money line, North Carolina plus four. Something maybe. I don't know. I just know too many. I'm hearing too many people say Kansas and Duke. So I think one of those legs has to lose. So I think you're getting a little safe if you take North Carolina with the points. I don't know if North Carolina necessarily wins outright, but I do think they have the potential to cover this game uh, and spoil, as they did, went to Duke on uh, Coach K night in Cameron Indoor, Coach K's last game at Duke. They spoiled that night and won outright. Going in there, was like, I think it was like a nine-point favorite I took them that night. It was sweet, but um, I think they definitely have the ability to do this again and spoil Coach K's whole really Cinderella, not even Cinderella, that was a bad word to use, but whole kind of run to retirement tour kind of run for such a great coach, the greatest college basketball coach of all time, and just to lose to your bitter rival, cross-state rival for the first time ever in the tournament, but it's such a big magnitude of a game in the Final Four, your last, your, it could be your last game ever, any game in this tournament could have been Coach K's last game ever, so... But I think going into this one against North Carolina, this is going to be a special game. And I like the Tar Heels plus four. I really do. So take that for what it's worth. But I think that's going to be it for today. Shorter episode. But as you know, I'm by myself. It was a little um, tougher to think of some topics to carry on by myself. But let me know what you think. As, we will, as you guys know, follow us on the Instagram, TikTok, all the social medias, Twitter trying to stay active on there it's very tough to keep very active on there trying to keep some content so keep the pages active so definitely stay tuned keep liking and reposting our stuff we definitely appreciate that so we'll be back next week full full staffed thanks for listening and stay tuned to hit the books have a good one thanks and that's going to do it for us here on this episode of hit the books podcast be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms Instagram at hitthebooks.pod, Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod, website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.